Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram at A to Z Sports, our Facebook page, A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and you guys. TennesseeTickets.com, the only place to go with your hard-earned money to trust on the secondary ticket market because if no games happen after you buy a ticket, you get a full guaranteed refund, unlike StubHub, who's just going to give you a coupon that you're probably never going to use. So TennesseeTickets.com. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout, a full-body electronic muscle stimulation, simulates five-plus hours in the weight room, and it's the safest fitness program you could possibly do uh, during the coronavirus pandemic. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Back open in Brentwood and Cool Springs. Mandu.com, the Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, uh, giving you relief by saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance. TuckerTN.com and Calvin and Subtle for any of your hardwood floor needs. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go in the Middle Tennessee area. CalvinandSubtle.com. Zach, uh, Chris says, can we come up with three official A to Z drinking game lists? Yes, we can. One is bats. Whenever Zach mentions bats, that's when you automatically have to drink. Kyle says, Titans 20. Yes, Titans 20 is the promo code for $20 off your Titans ticket purchases uh, there. So we can brainstorm some other drinking game ideas so everybody who's working from home can indulge themselves a little bit. But top five matchups for the NFL season. Bill Bender of the Sporting News put out a list of 17, and I thought his 17 had some really good ones but also had some games on there that had no business being on the top 17 interesting games of 2020. So Zach, uh, you mentioned you mentioned yours have a theme. What is the theme of your overall list of top five matchups? The theme is they're mine. That's oh, the theme. Okay. They're, they're what I care about. I don't give a rip about what you guys or Austin. I don't care. I want what I want to watch. That's the best part about the NFL. So NFL it's all Sunday. box games. All books. Not, not all, but I'll just say fire them cannons. There's a lot of cannons shooting off in this top five. I start, though, with number five, and it is a pan personal. I do think it's got a great storyline, but it's really about me and my childhood. And one of the best games of the NFL season, I don't think you can deny this, honestly, but it's December 20th, Sunday Night Football on NBC, 49ers at Cowboys. Throwback 90s game. That just gets me in my feels. It gets me in my bones. The late Pat Summerall, John Madden on those epic, epic NFC Championship games. Man, that just gives me so much just love inside. 49ers at Cowboys. That's going to be a good game too. Garoppolo versus Dak. Those are two really good NFC teams. Sure. And it's in, it's in December, December yeah. 20th. That's late in the year. They could be vying for a wild card spot. They could be vying for home field advantage. They could be vying for a lot of things. That, my friend, is a top five game, plus with a little nostalgia because of the 90s. Yeah, it just it feels like it just, it feels like 90s. Like I I envision uh Deion Sanders covering Jerry Rice down the field. All this, you know, I I you know what, Zach? That was my sixth. So we made a top five. That game just missed the cut by one mark. So I thought that was great. I think because it is so late in the season, then it makes sense to have that a part of this conversation, especially because the Cowboys, disappointing season a year ago, but a really talented roster, have a chance for a big bounce back against the NFC champions from last season. So you went with your number five team, or five game, excuse me, I will go with my fifth game uh, now. I think number five is something you will be glued to your chair and your eyes glued to your TV because it's week one. It's the first Sunday in the NFL, and you get a Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. Bucks and Tom Brady at Drew Brees and the Saints. How is this five? Timeout. How in the hell is this number five on your list? Your ass must be crazy on a Wednesday. I'm you. You know what you need to do. You. I know you got a notepad right down there. Do. You. You grab that notepad. 
you either rip it in half or burn it or just throw it out the window. Because if this is your number five matchup, you need to take your temperature. You may have the Rona. Okay, buddy. The only reason why it's number five and not higher on the list is because it's week one. Like, so week one, it's huge, right? It deserves to be on the list. But in the grand scheme of things, the week eight matchup for these two teams will be probably more important because they've played seven games. I wish, I wish we would get a Bucks Saints matchup really like week 14, 15, 16, 17. That would be better off. And if that was the case, then I would definitely put it a lot higher than number five. It gets on my top five because of how great it is, Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer, but it's week one. It's going to be fireworks to start the season off. Hopefully it actually happens on September 13th. That would be fantastic. But it's week one, so in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter as much, although it is an amazing, an amazing matchup. It does matter, and this it's is – It's on my top five games of the entire no, damn season, no, Zach. But no, and now no. you're bitching about it being five because you're no, – No, I'll definitely bitch about it being five, but you said right there at the last comment that it doesn't matter. It actually as does much. matter. It doesn't matter as much. Like, it, use my entire sentence, it, Zach. It Don't does. just pick and choose words. And, and I'll tell you why. It does because of the Bucks Saints being in their own division Obviously. and something that you don't know in the history of Week 1 saints Bucks games, which they play quite a bit. saints Bucks is a traditional Week 1 matchup. Okay? That's great. That, uh, Zach, it I, it's it in sets my top the five. Tone, it, and it sets the tone. It does mean much. I will it, say that. I, again, I said it. It's in my top five. That means it means a lot over the entire season. It's in my top five. Because it's week one, it doesn't mean as much as it could if it was in week 15. That's the only. That's the reason why I, I have it fifth and not higher. So that's... I have a theme. You mentioned your theme is that it's yours and it's your opinion, which is great. My theme is that I have all conference matchups. I don't have any AFC versus NFC matchups in my top five because I I viewed this about playoff implications on the whole. So that is my overall theme. My five is Bucks at Saints in week one. What is your fourth? So number four, actually, it's something that SI didn't do. I mean, look, I, I looked at a couple of different okay. websites that had the top games in the NFL. The the fourth best game, in my opinion, is something that is very subtle, and we all know the Titans get zero respect in in any of these lists when it comes to national media. But the Titans have my number four slot, and. Look, I had I had probably about three games to choose from. Three really good games, right? The primetime games of uh, Titans-Broncos to start the season. I could have gone that way. I could have gone at the end of the season at Lambeau Field. But truly the best game for the Tennessee Titans at Baltimore on November 22nd. That is the best game for on the Titans' schedule as far as the midst of everything. It's sandwiched right in between the Colts game, right? So you're going to have a little bit of an example to go off of how the Titans are playing against a quality opponent heading in there. And it, it justifies the biggest word. Are the Titans the real deal or are they phony? Are they big fat phonies? Because that's going to be a massive game. Titans, Ravens, like showdown. Yes, please. That's number four, in my opinion. That's the best game nationally on the Titans' schedule. And I think that justifies a lot to, because everybody, everybody and their mother was surprised when the Titans beat the Ravens the way they did in the playoffs and ousted the best team in the AFC. This is the Ravens' redemption, and this is a chance for the Titans to solidify we're the real deal. We're not some big, fat phony that doesn't get any respect. Uh, Dustin says nothing like just joining the show and seeing uh, Austin and Zach yell at each other. So we, you had a strong well, well, feel that was, that was for the, the <clears throat> about the game that I put fifth. Uh, we agree, Zach. Fourth, literally, like we talked zero about what um, what our top five list would be, uh, but we do agree that Titans at Ravens in November in Week Twelve is fourth on both of our lists. So uh, I think it's I think the playoff matchups. There are six total playoff matchup rematches from last playoffs this upcoming regular season I have two of them on my top five lists and yeah Titans at Ravens is a big deal I think you're talking about power rankings 
who who controls a lot of the AFC. It is late enough in the in the season where the playoff picture has really begun to form and round into shape. So I agree. Titans at Ravens is number four for me. So I'll let you go for your number three matchup. Well, I'm glad you got that one right. I, I, I'm i glad. I, I don't understand number five, but I do understand four. We'll see if you understand number three. Okay. Because under three, another little bit of a pan personal, but oh, a really big game. Packers at Bucks. Brady versus Rodgers. Yes, please. In Tampa. That's the best part. Rodgers has got to go back and look. I am. I have watched a lot, many a Bucks games in my day, and an old rivalry in the old NFC Central. You're probably too young to know what the NFC Central is. Dude, I, I'm, I'm two and a half but, years older than you. But the get, Packers, get damn break. Good the Lord. Packers at Bucks. The YouTube's. Yes, I am. I am younger than you. The YouTube's is <laughs> so what the, you said earlier. The Packers at Bucks is an epic game in October. Brady versus Rodgers, that is going to be one for the ages. And it could be the last time we see them. Who knows? Bucks Packers traditionally don't play. Or it could be a preview of a playoff matchup, which I would absolutely love. But the third best game of the year is Packers at Bucks in October. That highlights two big-time superstars. I'll take that one to the bank. And I bet you it's not even on your list. Oh, you want to? It is on my list. So thanks for believing in me and, and not you think I'm well, an after idiot. Your, after fit. your first game, I don't know what I could believe in. No, that, that is on my list. Uh, so, but it's not number three. So maybe I think more highly of that game than you do. Uh, even well, though I've got better games ahead. Okay, baby. sounds good. I got better games. Number ahead. three on my list. I mentioned I have two of the six playoff rematches on my list. Number three is the second of those two. It is the NFC Championship game. Game rematch Packers at Niners Aaron Rodgers uh, versus Jimmy Garoppolo again Aaron Rodgers played the Niners twice last season both of them in San Francisco and both of them were very ugly for that Packers offense as the Niners defense knew everything Green Bay wanted to do why because Matt LaFleur the Packers head coach spent so many years under Kyle Shanahan can Matt LaFleur overcome uh, his his you know, mentor of Kyle Shanahan and do some new wrinkles to make sure that Shanahan doesn't know exactly what's happening. So three on my list is NFC championship rematch uh, Packers at Niners. I think both of the Packers are probably not going to be as good as they were last year, because I thought their off season was pretty rough. They didn't add anybody to help Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. So that is my third game of the season. All right. Number two, Number two, number one, look, I, I, I told you that this, this list is mine. This next game that I put number two, I bet you a lot of people could and will put number one. But number two, Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs at Ravens is an unbelievable matchup. Why? Because two of the best young, talented quarterbacks in the league. Chiefs at Ravens. Yes, please. Uh, that, that's what I want. I want to see Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes. That's the best of the best. I want to see if Lamar Jackson can sustain. Patrick Mahomes, after his MVP season two years ago, sustained and won a Super Bowl. What is Lamar Jackson going to do? That is an unbelievable game on ESPN Monday Night Football. Chiefs at Ravens is my number two game. So, Zach, that is my number one game. My, and which is justified. Right. My number two game is Packers at Bucks, and, and so I went number one, the quarterbacks of, of now and the future with the last two MVPs, Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. Number two overall, I went Packers at Bucks with Rodgers at Tom Brady, which should be a great matchup too. So those are my themes. I've got uh, the, the two now guys, the, the two hall, the sure first ballot Hall of Famers, right now as my number two game. So that's my top five list. I, I feel very confident in my top five list, and I'm guessing your number one is my number five, which is Bucks at Saints. Well, that's why I had to go Tony Soprano on your ass uh -huh, because yeah. that didn't make any sense. I don't know what you were doing. You may be swimming with the fishes. I don't know what you were doing. But the best game of the year is Breeze versus Brady, and it, it, it can't be – Above or it can't be below Rodgers and Brady. Why? Because it has no divisional implications. The easiest way the NFL tells us this, Austin, you should know the NFL tells us the easiest way to make the playoffs is to win the division. 
And the easiest way to win the division is by beating divisional opponents. Week one, fire them cannons. It's going to be unbelievable. The hype, and I hope that the coronavirus doesn't ruin that for us, but Brady and Breeze is what we've been waiting for, right? And this is with a brand new team, all eyes on Saints, Bucks. That is the best game of the year. It is. Because we can't sit here and know what teams are going to be vying for the playoffs. I mean, that changes kind of year in and year out towards the end of the season. We can predict and we can assume. But one thing I do know is certain. Week one, starting out, Breeze, Brady, that, my friend, is fireworks for the NFL and for everybody watching. That's a game you look forward to. That's the best game of the year. Yes, I, I, I think it's top five. And Robert says, Bucks, Saints, yawn. Kyle says, yes, Zach. So you've got both sides of the coin there. Bucks, and, Saints, yawn? Well, you're a huge one. You're, you're no, no. That's, that's, hold that's, on. That's time, that's out. time out. Stop. Time out. You're a huge Bucks fan. You liked to follow Tom Brady, obviously, because of his greatness, and you love the NFL. So that's fine. And now those two things have just married themselves together to your ultimate just joy, right? So I, I think a lot of people – That's an NFL thing. But a lot of people don't care about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You do, and you view them differently than most they other people. They care now. They care more now, and no, look, they I, again, freaking care now. That, it's, with Gronk, it's top five in the in the NFL, no doubt about it. That that Bucks at Saints is top five. I would I could actually argue that the rematch in Week Eight would be would be more important because now Saints at Bucks because it's later on in the year and you've started to see how things. Uh, no, no, we don't know that because somebody could get hurt, right? I mean, you sit there and I, God knows I do not want this. But you because know, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but Greg brings up Breeze gets hurt, Jameis Winston comes in and beats the Bucks. You don't know what's gonna happen by the by week nine. So the best the one thing I do know, and that's why I said it, Tom Brady will be playing Drew Brees in week one. That is a guarantee. That's why it's the best game of the year. You can't like I don't even know if Lamar Jackson, who God knows he runs around, right? Who knows? Patrick I mean, Mahomes that, that dislocated Chiefs, his knee for three. Chiefs at three Ravens weeks. is week three Monday Night Football, and and I believe is it no, that 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 uh, Bucks Saints game is Fox in the afternoon, so it's yeah, not America's Sunday game night. of the week, right? So uh, I think. And Junior says we don't care about the Bucs, but NFL fans do care about I, Brady. I know you don't care Mike. about the Bucs. You care about Tom Brady, though, and, and what he's going to be in a brand-new uniform. Because it's right. going to be weird. Okay, so let's ask this question. Let's ask you guys to get involved, to get you guys involved more. What do you think is the best matchup in the entire NFL? We've run through several here, and we can run through them again uh, real quickly to get you guys top of mind. But what do you guys think is the best matchup in the NFL this season? But first, let me tell you about Mandu. Got my workout in last night in Brentwood, mandu.com. Uh, the pulse of fitness, full body electronic muscle stimulation. The workout only lasts 15 minutes, but it simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because the science is real and the safety is real. Mandu is the safest fitness program you could possibly do during these coronavirus pandemic times. You're not in a group class workout. You're not going to your local gym or anytime fitness or using the same equipment that dude before you use. You're using your body suit, your electronic suit, and it's wiped down and cleaned and sanitized after every use. It's all about you and the trainer one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one, and Mandu is the way to do it. Your first workout absolutely free, mandu.com. A to Z Sports, make sure you check out our podcast network and Tennessee tickets. Titans 20 gets you $20 off. Plus, if you buy tickets to a game or anything and it doesn't happen, it's canceled, you get your money back. Tennessee Tickets is basically like the only ticket broker that does that. Yes. StubHub will give you a damn gift card. Nobody wants a gift card. You want cold, hard cash. That is a Tennessee ticket guarantee. That's why you should use them. Promo code TITANS20. All right, so my number one game on my top five list is Ravens at Chiefs week three Monday Night Football. Zach's is Bucks at Saints week one. So what do you think is the best matchup? Uh, in the NFL uh, this upcoming season. Joe Michael Presley says he's going Ravens Chiefs. Junior says Ravens Chiefs. Uh, Ramon gives Brady three thumbs down. Uh, let's see, Chris. Ramon, I give you one thumbs down right you, here. You've got another thumb if you want to use it. Chris says 
For him, it's Titans at Ravens. For the NFL, it's Chiefs at Ravens. I, I think the reason why it's 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 Chiefs at Ravens is because you've got the two most transcendent quarterbacks of today. The last two most valuable players in the entire NFL are facing off, and we think those could be the two teams to come out of the AFC to win a Super or to play for the Super Bowl, and you have the Super Bowl champion uh, going on the road at the Baltimore Ravens against a really good defense where it's tough to play there. Some honorable mentions, which this was my six. You talked about you had 49ers, Cowboys as your six. My six was actually Hunter Morgan's 49ers, Seahawks, week 17 again. But this time it's in in Santa Clara, right? So if you watched last year's week 17 that went down to the the wire, that was in Seattle. This time it's going to be in San Francisco. That's going to be a massive game. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Ronnie, yes, please. I would like that as well. And then, ding, 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 Jamie brings up Browns-Pittsburgh round two. Let's get it on. Yeah, so that's Bill Bender. We mentioned that at the top of the show. Bill Bender kind of helped us jumpstart some of this. His number one game is Chiefs at Bucks, which is not on our top five. I think, Zach, me and you went more like AFC versus AFC, NFC versus NFC than we did cross-conference battles. But Chiefs at Bucks is something that we have not mentioned. And, and I saw somebody mention in the comments, how do you feel about that game? Because yeah, I almost put it in my top five. I, I did. I, I looked over it and I said, I, but I, it's got to be worth something, right? And I'm not sure. saying it's not worth anything, but it's kind of like, and I, I view this, I know it's it's at a different stage in the season, but as we know, like Titans Packers is worth a little bit more because of where it's located at the end of the year. But in the scheme of things, it's AFC versus NFC and that game does not influence the tie break or anything like that. Maybe common opponent if you even get that far. So that's how I justified that. But the Mahomes-Brady matchup, I mean, it was epic a couple of years ago when Brady went to the Super Bowl. It'll probably be – I hope that it's epic yeah. this year. Well, and Chris brings up talking about Chiefs at Ravens. He says it's what the AFC Championship game was supposed to be. But the Titans ruined it. Chris, Chris is right there. Chiefs at Ravens was supposed to be a, a – a AFC Championship game rematch, but Dean Pease, Mike Vrabel, and that defense just shocked Lamar Jackson and kept him out of the end zone and forced him to turn the ball over uh, several times and and ruined that possibility for the NFL. So I agree with that. So I got a couple of games that we shouldn't mention in the top five, but we should mention overall. First and foremost, I don't know why, but I don't want I want to see the Patriots play maybe once, but I, I don't really care about the Patriots. No, like, Jared Siddham, no thanks. I don't like, care. I, like, that's not where I'm going with this. The December 6th game on CBS, though, Bengals at Dolphins. Yeah. This could be really, really good, or it could be a lopsided affair, or it could be trash, right? Because we December 6th tells me it's later on in the year. Joe Burrow and Tua could have caught their stride we know a lot more about these quarterbacks in their first year in Miami. Yeah, I, that's a game that I look forward to. Very weird, kind of different matchup. It, yeah, but that's it, good. It could be a glimpse into the future, is what you're saying. Like it could be a look at a new rivalry because we had Peyton versus Brady for such a long time. Then you've had Roethlisberger versus Brady. You've had other other people versus Brady. Now we're going to have Breeze versus Brady, and they're in the same division, and Rodgers versus whoever. Now this could be the beginning of a Burrow versus Tua that we kind of got robbed of for the NFL draft process. If Tua was healthy, that rivalry would have immediately been created. Tua versus Burrow, who's, who should go number one? Now that they're both on their same team and they match up in Miami in week one, we get to see, will this be a legitimate, you know, Peyton versus Ryan Leaf type thing, what that was supposed to be, or is it just going to fall on deaf ears? All right, I want to do a quick poll with you and everybody watching right here, all right? Because I'm very curious. Who do you want to see more, right, going into this season? Is it Tua or Burrow? Because, like, I, I – they both have their different qualities. Tua coming off of the injury and all of that. Burrow, the national championship, but he plays for the Bengals. Like, I think that's a really good question. I don't know who is – I don't know how people perceive that matchup, but really I don't know how people think about 
who would they rather watch heading into the season? And Chief Diaz on IG says Tannehill. That's not an option, unfortunately. But Tua or Burrow, who are you more excited about seeing heading into this season? I think it's got to be Joe Burrow for me because I don't know what if Tua is going to be able to play. And if Tua, if Tua does play, what percentage of his – you know, is he? Is he just 70% of what he's going to be health-wise? Because Jeffrey Simmons, there's people in the Titans organization that say Jeffrey Simmons was probably 75 to 80% back last season. And that was pretty damn good uh, for a guy who came off of an ACL and made an impact on, on the front of a defense as a rookie. If that's 80% of Jeffrey Simmons, then 100% of Jeffrey Simmons is going to be pretty damn dominant. So is Tua going to be – where I don't know what percentage he's going to be up to. I, Joe Burrow, I know, is healthy. Joe Burrow has A.J. Green. Joe Burrow has a couple of Tyler Boyd, a couple other options, Joe Mixon on that Bengals offense. I think we're going to see and be able to know more about Joe Burrow immediately than Tua. So I'm going to look towards Burrow first. All right, so I'm the opposite. Larry goes with you, though. He says Burrow. Dustin says Burrow. Kyle says Burrow. And Greg says Burrow. Kenneth, though, says Tua. He wants to see how he's healed, see how the Dolphins are since they got rid of everyone last year. And Kenneth, you will get a like for that, my friend, because I agree with that. I'm more interested to see what Tua is because I think the Dolphins – now, you mentioned A.J. Green. Fair, right? The Dolphins are a completely different team than they were last year. And the Dolphins were better than the Bengals. They have a much better quarterback. They've got a much better free agent's. They had a great draft. It was one of my favorite drafts. And the Dolphins had a really good free agent class. As you got like Kyle Van Noy and Byron Jones, a couple big names there. And they, they they revamped their offensive line completely. And you know what? It came at the perfect time that Tom Brady is exiting the division, exiting the conference, honestly. So I'm much more interested in Tua because I think the Dolphins can be a contender right out of the gate. If you're telling me that the if the Dolphins – are right around eight and eight, nine yeah. and seven. I would not, no, no, I would not sit here and call you a fool. I would say that makes a lot of sense. Why? Because nobody knows if the Bills are true and can continue that on. The Jets have problems because of their coach, and you've got the Patriots who don't have a quarterback. That is a recipe to be a hell of a lot better with all the things that we just said. The Dolphins are more excited. I, I agree with that. The Dolphins versus the Bengals, but that wasn't the question you asked me. It was Joe Burrow versus Tua. And Joe Burrow, I know, is healthy. Tua, I have no idea what I should That's expect. That's why I'm more excited to see him. <clears throat> I, I, I just, I'll find out more about but I'm, Tua but I'm, than I will about Burrow. I disagree because I don't think it would be fair to judge Tua Tungabailoa on his rookie NFL season. But Tua's got a it's better really, team. It's really, not, it's really not fair to judge either of these guys on the rookie season, but it's more fair to judge Joe Burrow on his individual play. Like Tua, Zach, you don't know if Tua's going to play. You don't know if Tua's going to start week one, week 12, week whatever. Well, I'm more excited to see him. <laughs> but you might not. That's the point is that you, you – Right, I may not, but that's why I'm excited to see him. That's the – that the, I, I'm answering the question. That's the question, right? And I think – Again, it goes back to the AFC East and even go back to the last two quarterbacks taken in the in the top of the draft, right? Kyler Murray, six-win team, came in, did some okay things, but the Cardinals are trash. Right. Uh, you had uh, Baker Mayfield the year before that was good, but really not great as overall as a and team. the Browns as a whole. Just well, he didn't get an opportunity towards the end of the, until towards the end of the season. Tua, I think, has a much better team than the Cardinals or the Browns the last two years. I I don't disagree. The Dolphins have a better roster than than the teams that you've mentioned. The Browns of a few years ago, the Cardinals last year, and the Bengals of what the Bengals should be this year. Now, AJ Green was also out the entire year. Remember, AJ Green hurt himself on that awful turf in like practice, which is just a it was just terrible of like how that situation could have been allowed to happen in the first place. But I just think with Tua, I don't really know what to expect. And so I'm not just itching. I'm not on the edge of my chair to see what Tua is going to do this year. I just – that's not where I – now Zach, Larry says Zach has a great point. Ramon Larry's says – a very smart man. Ramon also says that he's Genius, with Zach. Ramon. Uh, and then Elo, Elo Gray says, I agree. I don't know who, what or who he's agreeing with, but he agrees. 
uh, overall. So, th- look, interesting little side poll there. Uh, he agrees with the two of part of things Elo says. So, look, it was a good side poll. I, I just think Joe Burrow is what we can better realistic look realistically look at this season about projecting long term more than Tua. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm more excited to see Tua. That's that's not what Elo I'm does saying. admit he's biased because of all time. That's fine. It is Esports here live on a Wednesday. And to admit that. How about Elo on this next topic? What about Cam Newton? What about them more Dan Eagles there, Elo? Uh, what about Cam Newton? He's current. Dan Graziano put it this morning. Cam Newton is the prom king that can't find a date. So Cam Newton, why is he still a free agent? Uh, what's next? And he can't wh- find a date after the prom or I- to the prom. Well, the is we'll discuss we'll discuss that here in a second but first Zach tell the people about Tucker agency uh Tucker agency it's perfect right if they, they're you're a match made in heaven you talk about a prom date perfect perfect match Tucker agency is here to help help you save money in a weird weird time we live in a weird world right now I'm ready to get out of this world but Tucker agency is here to help while we try to kind of go through the weeds of what the coronavirus has set out maybe you've lost your job maybe you've lost some income TuckerTN.com. The Tucker Agency can help restructure your insurance. I know you got insurance. If you're driving a car, you have a house, you rent a house, you got insurance. Maybe restructure that and save some money on the back end of it. This month, next month, the following month, you can save $200, $150. Whatever it is, that's money in your pocket that you didn't have just for emailing Will Tucker, Will at TuckerTN.com. That's Will at TuckerTN.com. And just send them an email. Say, hey, Will, heard you on A to Z Sports. I'm trying to save money on my insurance. What can you do for me? Send. He will get back with you. His team will get back with you. And you can start saving money immediately. That's the best part. Home insurance, renter's insurance. You've got an umbrella of your entire policy. Average customer of of Tucker Agency saves 20%. That's TuckerTN.com. But email Will, will at TuckerTN.com. A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday. Don't forget our podcast network, A to Z Sports, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe there. Tighten Up Podcast, Big Orange Podcast, our live show this morning, audio version. Let's flip it to Cam Newton. We'll get to the best and the worst parts about Cam Newton that's brought to you by the Tucker Agency. Uh, But uh, Dan Graziano called him the prom king who cannot find a date. And and Zach asked, what's the prom? Is the prom? I think the prom is the NFL season, right? You want to be able to find a date to make it to the NFL season, and Cam Newton's one of the most notable free agents out there. Why is he still available? But I think it's pretty simple. It's complicated, but it's simple. The guys had – this is from Graziano. The guys had as many surgeries as games he's played in in the last 16 months. He's had multiple shoulder surgeries. He had a hurt foot slash toe. He's got a bunch of other issues and chronic injuries that his body is dealing with. Listen to this stat, Zach. Uh, uh, Cam Newton has taken 317 more hits than any other quarterback since 2011. 317 more hits than any other quarterback since 2011. That is a modern day David Carr. (laughs) Right. But, and and the crazy thing about that is he's that far ahead of the other quarterbacks and how many times he's been hit. And he hasn't really played the last two years. Like he didn't play at all really last season, and he's still over 300 more hits ahead of everybody else. Cam Newton, like you cannot, you don't know what you're getting with Cam Newton. It doesn't matter how many workout videos he can post on social media, on Instagram or Twitter to see how healthy he is. You don't know what his shoulders like. You don't know what the prognosis of his surgeries and his injuries are like until you get your hands on him, and you just can't right now. Well, and a couple of years ago, that's exactly why he would start complaining to the refs. You remember that? He'd get hit and he'd do he'd do that like, you know, that kind of like question face or complain face to the ref. And then he got heat for that. And the ref, you know, sorry, you're a runner, bud. Like they did the refs did not treat Cam Newton well. I no, will say that. They did not. Right. And that's why you said that stat. But as you also mentioned, a lot of other things have gone into him not being on a team right now and being the MVP of the league at one point. Five years that, ago. That is you know, it's five years ago, but 
he's he's proven that he could play, right? Not, you know how we you know how we talked about the Titans signing Vic Beasley, and you're like, he led the NFL in sacks in 2016, but hell, this is 2020. That's Cam Newton was the MVP before that. He was it was it was before Vic Beasley had 16 and a half sacks in 2016. It's been a long time since Cam Newton has been Cam Newton has been an elite quarterback in this league. Well, and, but no, so here here's the fair point. And I know Christian McCaffrey was an unbelievable talent of the last couple of years, but Cam Newton as a quarterback, you have to be put in a better position and a good position to thrive. I'm not sitting here blaming the team 100%. But that relationship started to break, right? Cam sure. Newton and the Panthers, and that didn't help anybody. It didn't help his play, and it didn't help you know, the opportunity to find another job. I was surprised, though, that Jameis Winston got a job before Cam Newton. That well, tells me something. Well, look at, the, look at the job that Jameis took. He was getting like one million bucks. And that, and that goes – like Marcus Mariota is getting $7.5 this season from the Raiders – Jameis is getting one from the Saints, one and change. What then that's the, the other thing about why Cam's situation is complicated. If they don't know his health, like Jameis and Mario do 30 picks. That's why he's getting one. But he also had two he also had a thumb surgery and a knee surgery this offseason. But we know Marcus Mariota's injury uh, history as well. So these three quarterbacks all have injury history, all have blemishes on their resume, but all also were the first or second pick and all won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, there's a lot that these guys have in common, and Mariota's making seven times more than Jameis. What type of contract is Cam willing to sign, and how does that fit with the teams that are still looking to add quarterback depth? Because the Cowboys quickly went out and got Andy Dalton to back up Dak, right? That happened very quickly. The Bears traded for Nick Foles because Trubisky is completely up in the air. So the Redskins got Cam's backup Kyle Allen in the, with the former head coach Ron Rivera. So where's Cam going to go as Titans for Life just brings up as I'm saying it out of my mouth? Because the Patriots still just have Jared Stidham. Uh, you think they're just going to roll the dice with Jared Stidham? Like they, like that seems so strange for the Patriots to go from Tom Brady to Jared Stidham and be completely okay with it. So, what are Cam's options? That's and Louis says he sees he says Cam's going to Arizona. Is Cam Newton willing to be a backup for Kyler Murray? I mean, there's like a foot height difference between Cam well, Newton. You got to be Murray. willing to be a backup, right? And and we don't know if he is or not. That's that's a hard thing. Well, if he's not, then he's not going to play. It's simple. You, you, there's no starting jobs out there. Name me a starting gig right now. Well, I think th there's an open competition in Chicago. Is Cam Newton better than Nick Foles and Trubisky? They just traded. Yeah, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that, it, it's no. But, that's out of the question, and that's wrong. What I'm saying is, I'm getting to a. It's a rhetorical question. You can't. You cannot name a team without a quarterback that they are willing to go. All of the teams that we question not having a quarterback going into the draft. Got quarterbacks. Bengals got a quarterback. Dolphins got a quarterback. Chargers got a quarterback. Hell, the Packers got a damn quarterback. The Patriots but, did not, though. That's the, that's the, the starting the job. The Patriots didn't, but that the Patriots are the weird outlier in the league, right? They are coached by the best coach in the history of the game, right? They are an anomaly. I don't there's a method to their madness. I don't know what it is. Maybe Cam Newton does side to the Patriots. But the Patriots, I think, told us that they're willing to lose this season to get a quarterback next year. All right, so here's um, ESPN Insider has this. So if you don't pay for ESPN Insider, here's free content for you. So Matt Bowen, Jeremy Fowler, and Phil Yates <clears throat> were all asked uh, from, in a, from ESPN uh, what the best landing spot now for Cam Newton is. Uh, Matt Bowen, it's NFC West. It's not Arizona like Louie's saying, but Matt Bowen says the Rams. Jeremy Fowler and Field Yates both say the Seahawks. And I I can't disagree. Jared Goff Back is up. Jared Goff is making a lot of money. But Jared Goff has kind of taken a couple steps back after going to the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Last year missed the playoffs, was a little shaky. Cam Newton could be a good backup there. The Seattle Seahawks. That makes a lot of sense because Russell Wilson and Cam Newton have similar play styles. Now, I know Cam's a power runner, but at 31 years old, Cam Newton cannot be a power runner anymore if he wants to last another five, seven years in the NFL, which quarterbacks are doing these days. So I think 
The Seahawks would make sense because the Seahawks are trying to win a Super Bowl now. And But it's just, what does Cam Newton want? Does he want a backup? Is he okay with a backup role? Or is he just going to wait Cam, until an injury happens? I'll answer that. Cam wants to be a starting quarterback, but I want to be a millionaire. It's going to take hard work to become one, right? You got to yeah. put yourself in position. You may not be one tomorrow, but maybe you go to a team that allows you you know, you kind of read between the lines and say, look, this is an opportunity maybe this year if something happens, bad play, injury. That's where the opportunity – but he's going to have to swallow his pride, no which doubt. we're going to talk about the best and worst things about Cam Newton here in a second. He's going to have to swallow his pride and say, look, man, I've fallen off my injuries and all my hits and my attitude have gotten me to this point. I need to reset, understand that I can still get back to where I want to go, but – I'm going to have to take less money and be a backup. And until he realizes that, then he's just going to be sitting at home trying to type on his on his phone with weird characters. <laughs> yeah. Times July says teams, I'm sure, are fearing his attitude as a backup. And look, Cam right, so Newton. Let's get to the question, yeah, right? We yeah, beat yeah. around the bush. Yeah, best yeah. and worst things about Cam Newton. Austin, what is the best thing about Cam Newton? Um. At his age, at what do you know? Yeah, 31 years old, and I mentioned the stat from Dan Graziano. He's been hit 317 more times than any other quarterback since 2011. So uh, injuries, surgeries, I don't necessarily think I can say anything of football-wise about Cam Newton right now because he's coming off of a foot injury and multiple shoulder surgeries, which hurts his impact as a runner and as a thrower because it's his throwing shoulder. I think the, the best thing about Cam Newton – is what he's done in the community in Carolina. Like, honestly, right now, the best thing about Cam is what he's done off the field for the, the Charlotte community. And that's all I can say right now. And that's why he's not signed anywhere. Because I can't argue his arm strength. I can't argue his short yards running style I, or running uh, ability. I can't argue any of that. I, I, I just can't do it right now. The best thing is how he – is viewed in the community in Charlotte and how he helps out that community and does a great job with that. That's that's pathetic. But but that, is that, is that not, on you, well, I mean, maybe on your part. That's, that's is that not the situation? What then? What what is the best thing that Cam Newton that you can you can feel confident in saying the best thing about Cam Newton is right now? I think the best thing about Cam Newton right now is that I think he's driven. Right, he's driven to get back to where he was. I like if if a team is going to take a chance on Cam Newton, we'll talk about his worst attributes. I do agree. There's a lot more worse attributes than best. But in my opinion, what he what he's shown on Instagram, what we do know about him, that any really leader, he was a leader for the Carolina Panthers, right? And and Ron Rivera would back that up. Uh, Chris McCaffrey would. Steve Smith would even back that. That up. That, that locker room really liked Cam. Now they he did. had some he had some goofy things with the media. In some some knucklehead things, obviously, but the but locker, he was a leader, yeah. yeah. And so that tells me if you were a leader at one point and you've gotten kind of down a notch, he's driven to get back there. He doesn't want his career to end at thirty-one. He'll be a failure. Now, an MVP for one single season and a Super Bowl loss to Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, even though he wasn't playing like that at the time, but. Like that, I do believe he's driven to get back to where he was. Now, I don't know how long that drive will sustain once he gets there. I think that's one of his problems. It's like you get comfortable. It's honeymoon phase, first three years of marriage. Now you get kids and you get comfortable and you stop going on dates. You stop actually doing the hard stuff. You stop buying random flowers. You stop taking vacations. All of those things. I think Cam Newton has kind of shown that he can be, but he just got went through a breakup. He's single, as they say. He, he's a prom king. He's a prom That's king what, without a date. Right? But right. if you don't have a date, when you first get a date, when you first go out, you treat her good, right? You, you do all the things you're supposed to. So that's, I think, the best part about Cam Newton is he sits there and he's like, look, I got to find a team. At least initially, I believe that he'll give all to that team. All right, I don't know get, after that. Though. All right, let's get to some comments. BMO says, and would fit the culture when BMO's talking about uh, Cam could go to the Baltimore Ravens. 
Uh, look, that another another landing spot that could make sense there too. A to Z Sports. We'll get to some of your comments and throw them up on the screen here in a second. But first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where you go to find out how much your home can rent for. If you own Airbnbs and you're struggling to fill those Airbnbs because there's no travel, there's no tourism, don't worry. You can temporarily rent out your Airbnb or rental property uh, for a longer period, a short term, but you know, three to four months until we get out of this stuff. And RentersWarehouse.com has no binding contracts, so you can just get out of it whenever you feel comfortable with that, but also a, a way to help supplement some of the income you've already lost. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. All right, we're talking about Cam Newton, best and worst. We talked to Austin said charity work. I know, but that's that, the point that I was making. I know, I know. That's the situation. That's the it's situation the that he's in. That you could possibly say the best thing is of a quarterback in the because NFL. Because I can't say anything confidently about his football playing ability right now because he hasn't really played at all over the last season and a half. So I think Cameron MC27 on Periscope brings up a good point. And I, I agree with this. I, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's too big of a bash to just say it's charity workers, philanthropy. But Cameron says he's a competitor. First game, he said he could barely jog and went out and competed for his team. Now, that was questioned in the Super Bowl when he didn't pick up the fumble. Right. But I do think, as you said, those hits that he's taken, not once has he said, look, coach, I can't go back in. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I've been hit too many times. And I think we lose sight of that. It's easy to play armchair quarterback. We do it. I get it. That's the job. That's a fans and, and analysts. But for Cameron's point, I agree. I think he is a competitor. He wants to win. He's used to winning. Cam Newton had the single greatest performance I've ever witnessed with my eyes in a stadium. It was the comeback of the Iron Bowl. I had 50-yard line seats in Tuscaloosa. He was down, I think it was 24 to 3 or 22 to 3. And he single handedly led his team back in that championship year in 2010. Unbelievable. He's a gamer. He's a competitor. He wants to win. And I think if you have that in you, you can find a place, right? I, I, I can't say any of those things about Jim Sorgi or Billy well, Bullock. Well, no, what I'm saying is those guys are backups, right? They're backups. Matt Moore, I like th those are backup guys. Cam Newton, we've seen in this league, can play, but is his admiration to become a starter again going to kill the dream of being a backup to well, get I think a perfect example for Cam Newton to look at is what Ryan Tannehill did. I mean, that's a, that's a brilliant situation uh, for Cam Newton. Now, I feel like Cam Newton's injuries are more significant than Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill was injury-prone in, in uh, Miami, for, absolutely. But Cam's had so many surgeries on vital parts of his body to play as a quarterback, especially the athletic style quarterback that he plays with his running ability. And, and I just, I, I, he's been more injured lately. And you love saying, what have you done for me lately, Zach? That's one of your favorite sayings. And Cam Newton has done nothing for me lately. Nothing. Because he's been so injured. Remember he came. Is that the worst part about him? The worst part, yeah, it's absolutely it's his it's his you have no idea what his body's at right now. And maybe he's healthy May 13th, right? Maybe he's healthy May 13th. But how long can he last? Is I he think the, I think the worst part about him is his ego. And everybody's got an ego, everybody's got one, but his ego is too much. His ego does not scream, I can be a backup quarterback. His ego doesn't scream that I can get back to where I want to be. I think it's drive and his competitive nature. But his ego could be – like Jameis Winston, I think, has realized that he needs to be a backup, right? 30 interceptions, he needs to be a backup. Cam, I don't think, believes because of his ego he needs to be a backup, right? And, and Matthew the says that, problem? Yeah, Matthew says he said that he isn't going to be a backup. Like you can – and that's just, your ego. It's not just, about your injuries. Well, it's not about your talent. That's just about your personal mindset. But and, just but every situation has changed. And Cam probably said that back in March, right after he got cut. Well, his because, ego will define whether he still says that. And Eric Eric brings that up too. That's what I said, Zach. His ego is the worst, and it's going to hurt him as a backup. Maybe, maybe it, still. 
And that's the one thing you you said you mentioned Ryan Tannehill. No ego. The, the best part about Ryan Tannehill is he doesn't have an ego, and that's why he he went from starter backup starter. Right. Some guys can't do that, and that's fine. But you have to realize your ego, and you either say, "All right, my ego is too big. I can't play anymore because I'm not going to be a backup," or I'm going to take this ego. I'm going to put that to the side. And you know what? I'm going to become a backup to get my ego back. Yeah, for sure. A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday. It's towards the end of the show on Wednesday, which means shade time. Throw in shade. Get your shade ready. Uh, My shade is Rona related. So be ready for this. California, what the hell are you doing? But first, Zach, tell the people about Calvin and Subtle. Yes, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your new hardwood floors. All right. If you have hardwood floors and you said, yeah, I want to get these redone, or you got carpet in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, you say, look, I need to upgrade this. There is a simple solution for that. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com. They are trusted right here in Middle Tennessee. CalvinAndSubtle.com. You can give them a call. Really, the whole thing is very simple. You give them a call. They come out to your house, CDC precaution. So they're going to wear a mask and they're going to wear uh, gloves to make sure you're safe. But give you samples, check out where you want to replace your hardwood floors or your carpet, and snap of a finger, you find your perfect hardwood flooring a week and a half. Like, that's it. They're going to order the materials. They're going to install it within two weeks. And all of a sudden, you have your brand-new hardwood floors, and it can be cost-effective. You can go $1.99 per square foot, or you can go all the way up to $30 for the luxury brands. They have your perfect hardwood floors. You just got to give them opportunity. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. All right, A to Z Sports. Don't forget our A to Z Sports podcast network. Follow that wherever you get your podcast. Uh, A to Z Sports, just search for that, and you got it. Tighten Up Podcast, Big Orange Podcast, and our morning and Zach uh, and Buck's primetime show. Throwing shade here on a Wednesday. Zach, I'll start. Here's a headline. California State University systems to stay online, leaving fall sports in the air. Why is the Cal State University system making decisions on May 12th about what's going to, what should happen in August and September? There is no reason why you should make that decision and announce it right now. Just be patient, sit down, and wait. Keep monitoring. There's no purpose to saying or deciding on what you should do. If they're going to stay on online classes, they're going to have limited limited in-person teacher roles. But, dude, California, just wait. Be patient. There's no benefit from making your decision now because all you're going to have to do is potentially flip-flop. Right? So just be patient. There's no purpose of making that decision in the middle of May. It's stupid. Just be patient. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree with the shade. I understand it, though. And I think I think you do, too. California is a liberal state. So they're going to make those decisions. And that is politics. Right? And they are safety first. They're not going to put risk. That's just what they do. So I'm not surprised by it. But I don't it's agree, like with, just, I agree with you. It's, 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 it's like so over exaggerated it's they're extremely liberal state right just like there's extremely mississippi is a extremely conservative state that doesn't make any sense right (laughs) no i know i don't get it i don't just like i don't conservative liberal i don't give a damn be logical that's all i want to do be a logical state don't be illogical and you can be illogical on on either end or whatever spectrum you want to talk about just be logical and logically Making a decision now about four months from now because most Cal State University schools don't start their semester until freaking September anyway. Just sit down and be patient. Chill out, California. I thought California was supposed to be chill. Not like that. Um, so Jeff said, or well, I want to read this on IG Live. BMO <laughs> says he's throwing shade at Scotty Pippen for choosing to sit on the bench because he didn't like the Kukoc play. That, that yeah. last day. Yeah, man. That was eye-opening. Like, I had heard about that, but actually seeing it and hearing it and, like, Kukoc's response, MJ's response, Phil Jackson's response, Scotty's response, that was awesome. I mean, I watched that again yesterday. I I, I cannot get enough Scottie of it. Scotty Pippen has looked worse, the worst of anybody outside of Jerry Krause in that documentary. Maybe Isaiah Tom. Okay, okay. 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe top, top deal. I'm thinking of more things as I come up. It's it's the fact of of uh it the worst looking person is Jerry Krause. I agree. I mean, the second is probably Isaiah Thomas. I agree. And the third is Scotty Pippen. I agree. Scotty just looks soft. Scotty does look soft. And we're gonna talk about this probably Monday after the conclusion of the final. We're gonna have a full last dance show, and I can't wait. Michael Jordan looks fantastic. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna in my eyes. Jordan is now like I love LeBron. I'm now really starting to love Jordan. Oh, Jordan's my guy, man. And, and we got to admit- Jordan. Sean Kemp was my guy as far as basketball. Like I watched a ton of Jordan, but now that I'm getting to know Jordan, I love him even more. But let's save that for Monday. And I just I, I never viewed Scottie Pippen like I do now. Now, you know, it, this is Jordan's thing. Jordan had control over the final edits of all this stuff. If Scottie Pippen had the final control over the edits of this stuff. Then Scotty wouldn't have gotten. I don't know. Scotty's kind of a. Uh, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, all right. So data. Uh, <laughs> to put it nicely, uh, Jeff Rubel. He says my shade. It kind of goes to yours. It says uh, real quick. 45 seconds left on IG Live. If you're watching on IG Live and you want to transfer over, we got four options for you: Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, or Twitch. We're not going anywhere. Uh, Jeff Rubel says my shades of these Pac-12 states going crazy, kind of like you. Extending into July, Oregon saying they won't have big gatherings till the end of September. It's May. Calm down. So that goes exactly what you were saying. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got land on Fowler Eleven says I'm throwing shade at Florida. Nothing specifics. They're just always going <laughs> wild stuff going on there. That would that would be landed, not land on. I think I landed. Yeah. So I, uh, it's it's. It's the username, man. Well, it's the it's username. Landon Fowler is pretty simple to read. Sorry. Or maybe he's Landon Fowler. And maybe, maybe it's a play on words, a big golfer. Landon, he's trying to go. I, I don't know. I don't, it's crazy. I'm pretty crazy sure it's crazy just Landon. out on these. these pretty streets. sure it's just Landon. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Ramon says, throwing shade at everyone who's still partying at the coronavirus. So I'll, oh, ooh. Let's get to Louis first because uh, oh, I haven't read it, but the first line is I'm throwing shade at my fiance. <laughs> so, oh, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to read this. Okay. So Louis, Louis says, I'm throwing shade at my fiance because she wants to plan a trip to celebrate her 30th birthday in mid June instead of waiting until this pandemic is for sure under control. So far hasn't been planned, but it keeps coming up as a topic of conversation. And Louis, I got to give you some advice. It ain't going to stop until you go on it. <laughs> She's going to keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up. So I, this is interesting because my 30th birthday happened during this as well. And look, a lot of birthdays have happened. Zach and I have both lost loved ones close to us during this as well. And so, so many things are different. Like for my 30th birthday, my wife and I played beer pong in our kitchen. That's so that's just, that's just what I had to do. And you know what? Not that big of a deal. I had fun with it. You make, you make it fun and you just move on and roll, roll with it. Now, uh, now we have our second wedding anniversary coming up in July. Yeah, that was your birthday though. That wasn't her birthday because oh. your ass be like Jesse and says mine made me go to Florida <laughs> because that's just how it works. She wants to go somewhere. Well, her thirtieth like, birthday is next February, and we've already start started uh, plans. Yeah, on that. yeah, that's a whole that's a whole different story. What I'm saying is, Louie, I hope I hope that uh, that you get to go on this trip because she's gonna keep. Keep bringing it up, and I. Oh, and Louis says they live in New York, by the way. Well, then you really need to get the hell out of Dodge, right? You should have gotten to New York months ago. <laughs> That's hard. All right, so we've talked a lot about the coronavirus. I think my, it, my, my, I've got two shades because I was kind of going to see what you were going to do with that shade. So here it is. My coronavirus like comfort level keeps going up and down, and I, I'm going crazy. Usually, I'm not like a flip flopper. Obviously, I'm never a flip flopper, but one day I'll be like, "Screw this coronavirus! I think I've already had it in December. I probably got the antibodies. Screw this thing! I'm going to go out there." And then I read like online this story about this 35 year old. I'm 32 who had his leg amputated because of complications due to coronavirus. He thought he had the pneumonia, and now all of a sudden. He's got coronavirus. He's on his deathbed. And I'm like, oh, damn, I don't like this thing. Maybe I need to wear a mask, you know? And so you you hear these stories of it's not that bad. And then you hear these horror stories of 
oh my God, I don't want to be that person. Right. Yeah. And I know that's life, right? There's, there's, it's like California versus Mississippi, right? I mean, that's the, that's the easiest basis. I find it funny that in this show, you've said the YouTubes and you've said the pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you are just, you are now 65 plus years old. What's well, the Rona? Because, because you're adding the YouTubes. Oh, oh and for everybody, Juan watching on the YouTubes. And uh, this guy well, got so, the pneumonia. So I'll tell you what my I'll tell you my food for thought on that. Yeah, I said the YouTubers because in my mind I was going to say the YouTubers, but they're not YouTubers. YouTubers are the people that provide the content. I literally had that go through my mind within, as you're saying within as, like what uh, one point seven seconds or less, right. half a so, second. That's where I came up with the YouTube. And that's like if like I feel like if somebody could broadcast our minds thoughts during the show of all the stuff that we're thinking about and doing while we're talking at the same time, like reading comments, uh, reading Chad's comment while I'm trying to make a point about something. And, and that thought of it, it, we would sound like insane, like uh, people that have ADD to the max. It would be ridiculous. So here's here was my real shade as a backup shade if we got to this, and it's pretty quick. My shade goes on Twitter. So if you've probably seen the video because it did pretty well yesterday, but I made that Michael Jordan and Derrick Henry video. <laughs> yeah. I had an idea. It pops in my mind. When I have ideas, I usually act on them. And I knew it was going to do well because I knew I could put it together that make it hilarious. And it was brilliant. And it worked very, very well. But you had this one guy, Will <laughs> Shilbing, which I, I don't know if you favorited it or responded to it, which is great. But he responds to it. It's got over a thousand likes, the actual video. And then Will brings in Will Shingbing77. That's what we're going to call him. Shingbing? So he says, the only good content you have ever produced. Bro, jump in a lake. Are you kidding me? Out of all of the content that we have produced, and we have produced a ton of content. Some of it has been poor. But a lot of it has been quality. A lot of it has been middle of the road. But your ass, Will Shingbing, is going to say the only good content you've ever produced and then retweet it to your, like, 200 followers. <laughs> Will, go jump in a lake, bro. That is ridiculous. Will Shingbing gets by shade of the day. You are brutal. Yeah, um, I I was the wrong I was the I one who responded you. I knew to you it. Were. And, and that's, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know how where I saw it, but I was like, who is this loser? <laughs> the only good content you've ever made. And I just said totally. <laughs> and I and I went and looked at this. this is great. I love the response. It's I, I was just like, yeah, totally, bro. Totally, bro. You got it. The, you got us, man. Uh goodbye you. He's a Vandy fan. And so you know what? He's a uh, butthurt Vandy fan. Now. Don't be putting your orange glasses on. Big no, I'm dog. just saying. If oh you're a Vandy, like, I get it. If you're a Vandy you fan, oh, you ruined the show. I've got new shade. Shade on Austin because he went Vol Boy on us. No, the I'm end not of the show. going Vol Boy on it. It's, you did. You just did. No, because you cut me off. You're assuming I'm going Vol Boy on it. The reason why I understand why Will Shingding thinks we have bad content is because the Vandy fan, and we've got a ton of Vols content. So he hates the Vols, and he probably spells it V-A-W-L-S, and so he probably hates our content because we have Vols stuff, and he's a Vandy fan. And to you, I say, anchor down. Well, because it's pointless for us to produce Vandy content on a regular basis uh, because it doesn't get consumed. Uh, I, look, is man. his name really Shingding is what, is what Tress uh, uh, asked. I'm trying to find the actual tweet, but I can't find it. I mean, oh, I've got you. it. I mean, I have it. It's, it's like, it's like Will Shabig. Here, this is like, go torment this guy. Screw him. That's his Twitter handle. You can't come at me and take a box full of ball points. And especially, this is, there's his Twitter handle. There's his Twitter handle. For right? all to see. Yeah. Just go torment this guy. Don't, not because he's a Vandy fan. I don't care about this. It's just because you cannot morally say, that this is the only content you have ever produced that is quality. That, my friend, is the worst take ever. Look, come at me for terrible like comments or opinions. I've done some mistakes. We've all had mistakes. But old Will Shingling, ding, ding. 
You cannot come up in my house and tell me that I have never produced a single good piece of content besides the one I produced yesterday. No. And, so, yeah, and, go and attack Jeff, this guy. I don't care. Like, Jeff says he probably deleted it. He did not delete it. I'm looking no, at well, it. He'll, he'll go Twitter. A to Z army. Let's see what we got. Well, and, and this Who is this man. Gif. No, gif this man booze. Go to your Twitter handle. I gave you his, there it is. It's right there. Shingling ding dong. You go there and you you gif him. Don't don't cuss at him or give him death threats. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But gif this man booze or creative gifts to tell him how big of a loser his take was. Brad says send him to the Snickers hole. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, Brad. And Brad gets the love of the show right there. Love of the show for Brad. Way to go, bud. Uh, Trust says Will Shingling Ding said he'd probably defend their baseball team to the deal and, and say or to the death and say you'll have bad content. Exactly. Uh, I have to I have to use throw this shade up here because my God, Larry Ford. I think you've commented this four times. <laughs> Larry, I <laughs> love like, Larry today. The, the, persis- Larry. the persistence has paid off for you, Larry, today. Because this is the fourth time Larry has commented this on Facebook. He, I, I, I will give it to you. Larry says, Zach, my shade is on Austin for his horrible response, especially Cam, charity, laughing emoji. <laughs> so there you go, Larry. You've been heard and seen. Wait, uh, hey, Larry, mad respect, bro. You get it. This guy gets the show. He gets it. And that fit. You know what? Shingling, bingling, ving doesn't get the show. Larry, my man, he gets the show. Yes. So there you go. All right. Great show, guys. Thanks for being a part of it. I had a good conversation about the broad NFL. Uh, tomorrow, Titans Thursday and Magic Bucket. Uh, so we've got something for you there, a topic for the Titans, Titans discussion tomorrow. So thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later. Adios.